1: Presents Hollywood. The Lux Radio Theater brings you Dorothy Lamour, Edward Arnold, and Burgess Meredith in Johnny Apollo. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Cecil B. DeMille.
2: Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. Between some fathers and sons, there's a deep-rooted confidence that no calamity can destroy, an iron bond of pride and love that no power on earth can break. And to all such men and their boys, we dedicate this drama of Johnny Apollo, the story of a father and son whose world went smash when they lost faith in each other, and of a girl who helped them pick up the pieces. 20th Century Fox made the picture, and we've rounded up Edward Arnold, Dorothy L'Amour, and Burgess Meredith to make this radio production one to remember. This is Burgess Meredith's first week in the Lux Radio Theater. (laughs) But then, this is probably the only theater he's never been in before. He was a favorite with stage audiences everywhere before the cameras coaxed him out to Hollywood. In Johnny Apollo, you'll hear Burgess Meredith as the son. And the father is just the kind of part that's made to order for Edward Arnold because it calls for that rare mixture of driving power and human kindness that he actually has. It's the same part he played on the screen. And we also have Dorothy L'Amour in the same part she played in the picture, a part, incidentally, that has nothing to do with the sarong. It's a girl called Lucky, and getting Dorothy is a lucky break for us. Dorothy, you know, started her career by winning a beauty contest in our native New Orleans, and she's been a credit to the judges ever since. I do a good deal of uh, beauty contest judging myself, kind of a kind of a mail order business, picking the winners from photographs submitted by schools and colleges. Quite a delightful pastime. So I know American girls are getting better looking every year, and in that, Lux toilet soap plays an important part. The pleasant assignment of helping to keep lovely so many beautiful complexions. Naturally, the more women who use Lux toilet soap the more it pleases us, and the more it pleases them. And I believe Johnny Apollo will please you, too. The curtain goes up now on the first act, starring Burgess Meredith as Dick Kane, Jr., Dorothy L'Amour as Lucky Barry, and Edward Arnold as Richard Kane, Sr. Richard Kane arrested!
3: Richard Kane arrested! Grand jury indicts
4: Richard Kane! Richard Kane!
2: Grand jury indicts Richard Kane. In screaming headlines, the papers record the downfall of a once honored and respected man. A successful businessman one day, a criminal the next. Richard Kane has seen his fingerprints recorded, like those of any common thief. He's seen the fading of all his hopes and dreams, and now a harder duty lies before him. Released on bail pending trial, Richard Kane faces his son
3: they told me you'd come home, you shouldn't have left
5: college. Why not? Because it looks as though you'd run away. You should have stayed to face it. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Sitting in class with everyone staring at me, as if I were Exhibit A instead of the skeleton they've got hanging on the wall. All my friends being extra nice to me just to show how broad-minded they are.
3: Well, you'll have to learn to take it, son.
5: Why should I take it for something I didn't do? Dick, you're making this
3: thing much too important. Am I? Look, I sold things that didn't belong to me when I needed the money to protect myself. All right. It's not the first time that's been done. But it's hardly the usual thing. We're living in tough times, and we've got to be just as tough as the other fellow or go under. You've got to take them, or they'll take you. The world's no place for old women. My crime was that I ran into a streak of bad luck. This is my father speaking, isn't it? Well, you'll find it out for yourself when you have your own way to make in the world. Someday, when you're up against it, you'll fight any way you know how, fair or foul. They don't teach you that
5: in college. They teach you to live by a code. What, the athletic code? There's only one rule, the survival of the fittest. This is a swell time to find it out.
3: But I thought you knew.
5: Look at yourself.
3: Suppose I'd been soft and let a lot of people push me around. Where would you be? Out looking for a job or on relief?
5: I might be better off than I am now. Oh, wake up, Dick. Give it your head. I am. And I'm using my memory. Thinking way back to this afternoon, when my father was still the greatest man in the world. Back ten years to the night Mother died. You and I sat together until dawn. You remember? You remember that? You talked to me as if I were an equal, and I felt like one. We promised that we'd always be honest with each other. We both knew that there was a bond between us and nothing could ever break. It needn't be broken. Well, you broke it. You broke it when you stopped being honest with me and with yourself. Oh, no, you don't believe those things you said. You're too smart. You're just trying to square things with yourself, but you can't. And you can't square things with me either. Dick! Now, don't tell me that I can't take it. Why should I be able to take it? When I've had no warning, when out of a clear sky, I father, find that my father's a crook.
3: I hope you didn't mean that. I wish I did. not All right. Now I'm going to tell you something. I'm willing to admit that I didn't think about you much before except to try and see that you got the best schooling and everything in the world you ever wanted. It probably wasn't enough. I didn't really think of you until I found out that this had happened. and had to figure what it might mean to you. Today has been like a nightmare because I've been dreading the moment when I've had, had to face you and try to explain it to you. I've been afraid because, because I think it would have broken my heart if you'd been understanding and forgiving. But now I know better. The prison term doesn't mean anything to me. I can take that standing on my head. It was you I worried about. But now I know I'll never have to give you another thought as long as I live. Is that all? That's all. I suppose you won't mind if I leave. Well, you have to make your own way in life, and the sooner you start, the better. That's what I figured. Goodbye, Myself.
6: It's very disheartening for me to pronounce sentence on a man of your position and background. Your crime is the more serious in that you misuse your high place in our society to betray a sacred trust. Richard Gain, your sentence to serve from five to ten years in state prison.
5: I didn't know you were here. Well, I came in at the last minute. I, I heard the sentence. How is he taking it? Remarkably well. Did he did he say anything about me? Why, no, he didn't, Dick. Oh. Well, what are you doing for him? I mean, legally.
6: Well, I'm making the usual appeals, but I'm afraid it won't do any good. What are your plans? I haven't any.
5: Get a job, I guess. Try to forget it all.
6: Yes, I'm afraid you'll have to. When we've settled with all the creditors, there'll be nothing left in the estate. I know that. Well, if there's anything I can do for you, let me know. Thanks, Mr. McLaughlin.
5: Wait. I want you to tell me what it'll be like up there. Will, it, will he
6: be just like the rest? There aren't any special rules in prison, Dick. He'll be just like the rest. Stay in line there, men. We're all equal in this place. Now, who's next?
3: I guess I am. Name, please. Richard Kane. Former occupation? Businessman.
6: Oh. I used to be one myself. Before I made a mistake... Oh, you mean you're a prisoner, too? I'm a trustee. My duties are a little different now. (laughs) Well, Kane, I'm afraid there's no executive's office in here. Can you do anything else? Well, I started in business as a boiler maker. Would you like to start over again?
3: Yeah, that's not a bad
6: idea. Richard Kane, number 47193, Iron Workshop. You can report there after lunch.
3: Thanks. Thanks very much.
6: Cain Jr. is here. Send him in, please. Yes, sir. Come in, Dick. Come in, come in. How are you, sir? Fine. Sit down, Dick. Thank you. Well,
5: what's on your mind? A great deal, sir. I haven't seen you for nearly a year, have I? No. What have you been doing? I spent most of the time looking for a job. I couldn't get one because of my name. So I changed it. Today I was fired for changing it. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Did you see this in the paper? What's that? This down here? Mickey Dwyer paroled, whereabouts of gang leader not disclosed, parole board action unexpected. Mm, so that mobster's out again. What's that got to do with you, Dick? Well, Nothing, except that he was sentenced the same day as my father. Yes, I remember. Well, what I want to know is, if he's out, why is my father still in? Because there are certain
6: methods which no respectable attorney would employ. Why not?
5: What's wrong with them if they work?
6: It's a question of legal ethics. What have ethics got to do with it? My father's in prison. I can't say I like the trend of this conversation.
5: I don't care whether you like it or not. Why aren't you doing something for him? This gangster has a lawyer by the name of Brennan. If Brennan can fix the parole, why can't you? Since
6: when have you been so interested in getting your father out?
5: You have plenty of time to think when you're walking the streets looking for work. Oh. And I came to the conclusion that maybe my father was right after all. It was all these so-called friends of his who helped me find it out. There isn't one of them who isn't in his debt one way or another, and today they're all ashamed to admit that they ever knew him.
6: Some of them,
5: perhaps. And that goes for you, too. You've heard of rats leaving a sinking ship. I object to that. Oh, well, why should you? I acted like a rat myself. I tried to judge him by a set of standards that don't apply. If you're going to get along in this dirty world, you've got to be just as dirty as anyone else. Now, let's forget about legal ethics. Are you going to do something for him or aren't
6: you? I've already told you I can't. All right.
5: If you won't, I'll get somebody who will. I'll get Brennan. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you.
7: I'm waiting for myself. Have a seat. These stairs are hard on the pants, but it's easier on the feet.
5: (laughs) Thanks. Have you any idea where Brennan is?
7: He's in night court. He likes to pick up cases in night court. says that people that get arrested at night are more natural.
5: I thought seeing these milk bottles here outside the door that he might be away.
7: (laughs) He drinks that milk with scotch. When he can get the scotch.
5: You know, I I thought he had a pretty good business.
7: He did until the mick went up. Took all his time and money to try and get the Mick Parole.
5: The Mick? Oh, is that uh is
7: that Mickey Dwyer? Yeah. Do you know him? <laughs> Nobody knows the Mick. They say I'm his girl. Well, that's
5: pretty good, isn't it?
7: Sometimes. Sometimes it's not so hard. See his Mink Coat? Yeah? Well, that's all that stands between me and the WPA.
5: I'm out of a job myself. What do you do? Me? Uh huh.
7: I'm an actress. I used to work in that joint across the street, the Paradise Club. Dine and dance, no cover charge, but uh, keep your hand on your wallet. <laughs> Place is closed now, though. You're a singer? Mm-hmm.
5: I should think your connection with Dwyer would get your job fast enough.
7: That shows you don't know the mick. Every guy in town that owns a joint knows him and knows if they did me any favors, it would only mean one thing to him. They'd blow their head off. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm starving to death in a mink coat that I don't dare sell.
5: Well, I see Dwyer got his parole.
7: Yeah, I read that, too. Only I don't believe anything I read in the papers. I figure the judge would know though. Brennan. Yeah. Hey. Hey, look at the bird on the window. It's a Robin, isn't it? Yeah.
5: It's the first one I've seen this spring.
7: You're supposed to make a wish.
5: All right, why not? Finish? I (laughs) finished.
7: Get yours is about a girl.
5: No, no, not this time. What's your name? Uh Johnny.
7: Mine's Mabel. They call me Lucky, don't ask me why. You got a match, Johnny? I got a lighter. Say, hey, that's a nice one. Gold, huh?
4: Mm-hmm.
7: What's it say there? To my matchless son. Well, you'll never go hungry while you got there.
5: I go hungry before I part with it.
7: Have you ever been hungry?
5: Me? No. Why, have you?
7: Mm hmm. Once, three years ago. That's before I met the Mick. I was locked out of my hotel room. The manager said he was going to call a cop. <laughs> I told him he'd better call a plumber, too, because I'd left the water running. <laughs> Then they took me to night court, and I met Brennan there. Oh. he never even seen me before, but he took my case, and he got me off, too. He sounds like a good guy, this Brennan. Ah, he is. And speaking of the devil, here he comes.
8: Who's that? Lucky, my girl. Is that you?
7: Yeah, it's me, Judge. Must be trouble. He always gets when there's trouble.
8: Oh, good evening, Lucky. Uh, oh, good evening to you, my young friend. How are you, sir? Very well. <laughs> Very well. Now, if this key will perform the duty for which nature designed it, I'll invite you inside.
7: You got it upside down.
8: Huh? Oh, I have indeed. Small wonder in this topsy-turvy world. <clears throat> Bring in the milk, young man. You bet. Thank you very much. Just put them down any place. Oh, well, here, I'll move a few of the papers off the desk. Ah, Miss better. Well, Lucky, how are you? I
7: wanted to speak to you about Mickey. Is he out?
8: Well, he's out, all right. I don't know how long he's going to stay out. Huh?
7: I knew what trouble.
8: Nothing but trouble. Who's your young friend? Name's Johnny. Johnny? Johnny what? Even the humblest of us can afford a patronymic. Well, young man, what's your last name? My name? Apollo. Johnny Apollo. Apollo. Non semper our contended Apollo.
7: Talk English. Where's the Mick?
8: I've been looking for him everywhere.
7: Did you think you were going to find him in a bottle?
8: You ought to know where to find
7: her. Well, I can try.
8: Well, try, and if your search is rewarded, bring her back here. Who's your young friend?
7: I told you once.
8: What's he want?
7: I don't know. I found him out in the hall. So long, Johnny. So
8: long, and thanks.
7: What for? The judge won't break me much to help to anybody now. Well, Mr. Apollo,
5: what's on your mind? A drink. No, thanks. Oh. I came to you for legal advice, Mr. Brennan. Oh, in trouble? No, not exactly, but I have a friend who is. He's in state prison. I'd like to have you try to get him a new trial or arrange a parole or something.
8: Ah, I see. You don't mind if I lie down on this couch, do you? What's the rap? Uh, Embezzlement. Oh, very difficult to get a new trial on embezzlement. When you embezzle money, you sign a lot of papers and you convict yourself. I hadn't thought of that. If you want to know anything about plain and fancy crime, you just ask me. What about a parole? Well, money.
5: You need money. Well, I've got $65.
8: You got what? i got $65. Young man, go away and don't bother us. We are not amused. Now, look, Put I can Put your get... 65 bucks in your sock and ask a policeman to scorch your home. Troubled world, toil and trouble. Go away, scat scat scat, scat. What's the matter? Shh, I'm talking to my elephants. Don't move and they won't bite you.
5: Well, Mr. Brennan. Hmm. Mr. Brennan. Wake up. Listen, wake up. You want to see me, Brennan? Hey, hey, what's the matter with him? I don't know, he's asleep. Yeah? Hey, Brennan, wake up. Wake up, do you hear? Come on, come on.
8: Oh, oh, well, well, hello, Mickey. Now, listen, I hear there's some trouble. What's wrong? Everything. The police got Taffy Bay. Yeah? Where is he? State Street Jail. They got him for vagrancy, drunk. He's been bragging that uh, you could spring him. Why, that dirty... I can't show down there, when you're too plastered. Hey, you. Who are you? No, it's an old friend of mine. Very old
5: friend. His name's John. All right. You want to make $100, Johnny? I'd like to do a favor for him, if that's what you mean. Okay. Now, here's some dough. Get down to the State Street Jail and spring a guy named John Bates. Spring him? Yeah, yeah. Put up the bail. Get him out and bring him back here. Uh, no, 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 no. Wait. Bring him over to the Paradise Club across the street. Okay. Now, wait a second. Here, take this roll of pennies. Roll of pennies? What for? Uh, Bates is liable not to want to come with you. So stick him inside your fist. It'll help when you suck. I him. don't think I'll need him. Take him anyway. I might want to get way... Come on,
4: it. My heart
9: is riding high My blues have taken
4: flight
9: I'm walking by the river Cause I'm eating someone there tonight.
5: Well, that was swell, Lucky. I like you singing those sad numbers. I ain't heard that one before.
7: It came out about the time you lost your first appeal. Oh,
5: it's nice. Come on. Come in here, mister. Go on. Well, will you look who's here? I guess the fellow you want, isn't it? Yeah. Come here, Bates. Now, uh, listen, Mickey. Shut I... up. What's the idea of getting drunk and shooting off your big mouth down to the station? I didn't say anything. No, you just said they couldn't keep you in jail. That your pal Mickey Dwyer would get you out in 15 minutes. Oh, no. And nobody's supposed to know I'm in town. Well, Now I... sit down and shut up. <clears throat> I'm not going to move out of here until I tell you. Okay, Mickey. Thanks for getting me out. Uh, keep your mouth shut. I'll see you go back in for good. Hey, Johnny, you have any trouble with him? A little. He had a roll of pennies, too. Uh, he did, eh? Well, maybe I should have warned you. Yeah, it's all right. His bail was fifty dollars. Here's your change. Keep it. You did what I told you. I like guys who do what I tell them. Thanks. Hey, Charlie. Uh, Mac. Uh, I want it? you to meet a friend of mine, Johnny. Um, Apollo. Uh, Johnny Apollo. And he's no mug like you, mugs. Uh, this here is Lucky.
7: Yeah. We met up at the judge's place. Say, that's quite an eye you got there, Johnny.
10: We better put some beefsteak on it.
5: Yeah, sure. Uh, Charlie, get some steak. The best in the house.
10: We ain't got no steak, Mick. Only chops and liver.
5: What? So one of you guys didn't starve to death while I was in hock. Come on in the kitchen with me, Johnny. Be right back, Lucky. Okay. Now sit down over there, kid. I'll see what's in the icebox.
4: <laughs>
5: you know, when I was a kid, I blew one of these things open. I thought it was a safe. Uh, stick your eye up here. Thanks. Uh, it's over a year since I've been in this place. Brings back a lot of memories. You see those marks there where they got the fresh plaster? Yeah. Those are bullet holes. That happened when I got shot. You got shot? Yeah, before they arrested me. Here, feel back here, on my neck. Yeah? You know what that lump is? No. Slug from a thirty-eight. Here's another one. I got six in me. Don't they bother you? Once in a while, when it rains. Someday I'm going up to state prison and have them taken out. That's a nice, cheerful place for an operation. Well, the prison doctor's a good friend of mine. yeah. I've got a friend up there, too. Who hasn't? What's his name? Richard Kane. Richard Kane, The millionaire? That's the one. Yeah, I knew him. He's the greatest guy that ever lived. You'd never know he was a millionaire. He was the only con in on the joint who didn't claim he'd been framed. And he wouldn't take anything soft, either. He went to work in a boiler plant, handling one of those pneumatic hammers. They you shake your head off and leave your hands looking like a piece of steak. I never heard a skork out of him. He'd wrap a rag around his hands and go to it again. Ah, what a guy. He could take it. How old well do you know him? He, uh, uh, paid my way through college. I bet you went first class. I did. What are you doing now? I'm looking for a job so I can pay him back. Ah, he wouldn't want to be paid back. I'd like to anyway. Well, quit worrying. You're all set. From now on, you're working for me. What? You heard me. But what'll I do? Anything I ask you to. Well, what do you say? Making you an offer, take it or leave it. Well, it's a job, isn't it? I'll take it.
1: (laughs) After a brief intermission, Mr. Demille and our stars Burgess Meredith, Edward Arnold, and Dorothy Lamour will present Act Two of Johnny Apollo. Now, for a minute, let's look in on a living room over on Stone Street. Mrs. Tucker is entertaining a girlhood friend of hers at tea. Suddenly...
7: Excuse me a minute, Betty, while I answer the door. Why, Mary, a box of flowers. How exciting. Oh, roses.
9: Why, they're from Jim, the old darling.
7: He's remembered it's our anniversary. Flowers from your husband. That's something.
1: Mary's a lot older now than the charming girl that Jim married, but he still feels a thrill of pride when he looks at her. You see, Mary doesn't have a lot of time to spend on beauty care either, but she makes every minute of her beauty routine count. Her skin always looks smooth and lovely, exquisitely fresh. You see, every day, Mary spends two or three minutes on a Lux soap active lather facial. Now, if you asked her why, she'd probably say,
7: Well... I've found these Lux Soap facials really work. Lux Soap has active lather, you know, so that it takes away every trace of dust and dirt and stale cosmetics from my skin. Here's what I do. I pat the rich Luxe Toilet Soap lather lightly into my skin. I rinse with warm water, then cool. Then I pat my face dry, and afterwards my skin always feels so smooth and soft, looks so fresh. These Lux Soap facials are a simple beauty care any woman can use right in her own home.
1: Yes, any woman right in her own home can take active lather facials with Lux Toilet Soap, just as famous screen stars do. Claudette Colbert, Paulette Goddard, Olivia de Havilland. Well, name your own star, and chances are she uses Lux Toilet Soap. For nine out of ten of these famous beauties depend on its gentle, creamy lather to help in the job of keeping skin soft, smooth and lovely why don't you try these beauty facials with Lux soap for 30 days i know you'll be delighted with the gentle protecting care they give your skin get three cakes of Lux toilet soap tomorrow and now our producer mr
2: demille act two of johnny apollo starring edward arnold as richard kane senior dorothy lamour as lucky and burgess meredith as dick kane jr now known as johnny apollo Johnny Apollo is a shrewd apprentice. In the hands of Mickey Dwyer, he quickly learns the hard and bitter rules of the underworld. To take all that can be taken, to hit or be hit, to kill or be killed. He's lost all contact with his old life now. There's nothing to remind him of decency and honesty. Only an occasional pang of conscience and a gangster's girl named Lucky.
1: Paradise
5: Club driver, make it snappy. Johnny. Yeah.
7: Why did you pick me up tonight? You
5: opened me at the club, isn't it? Mickey wanted to make sure you wouldn't be late for your first number.
7: Acting on orders? Yes, sort of. Johnny, tell me something. What did you wish that time? What time? Remember that Robin we saw?
5: Oh, (laughs) yeah. Why? What did you wish?
7: I don't mind telling. I wished that Mickey would get out of jail. That was the thing I wanted most then. What did you wish? Can I guess? You wish that friend of yours was out, that rich guy.
5: What do you know about that?
7: Well, Mickey told me about you and him.
5: Oh, I see. Yeah, that's what I wanted. I guess that's what I still want, most of all.
7: Is that why you're playing around with Mickey? Listen, Johnny, I don't know how much you want it, but don't pay too much for it.
5: <sighs> Sounds like a sermon.
7: I guess it is. I feel sort of responsible for you. Why? Because until you knocked on Brennan's door that night, you'd never done anything in your life that wasn't on the level. Oh, now, listen. You fooled Mickey, but you can't fool me. You ought to know what you're getting into.
5: I can take care of myself. Yeah,
7: a lot of people think they can. They wind up with the state taking care of them. Not if they're smart. Some people get too smart. Johnny, up to now, you're not over your head. You've done a couple of things that wouldn't be considered polite in Sunday school, but it's not too late to move out. Why don't
5: you? Because I like it where I am and I'm staying. All
7: right. I don't want a buddy.
5: Well, you haven't, but if you think you can tell me... Oh, let's
7: cut it out. I hate arguments.
5: All right, all right. I didn't know we had one.
7: Hmm. Felt like one. Oh, well. Let's make up. You can kiss me if you want. What? You can kiss me if you want. What's the matter? You afraid Mickey wouldn't like it?
5: No. I'm afraid I would. Johnny. There's 5,000 bucks there. You're splitting the numbers, Racket. Thanks, Mickey. Comes in handy. Yeah. Say, you ought to have enough by now to pay off that Cane guy with interest. The money isn't gonna do Kane much good where he is now. Did you ever try to get him sprung? Well, yeah. I talked to Brennan about it. He says it's a tough rap. It'll take more dough than this. Oh, So what? I'll cut you in on plenty of other things if you want to play along. And I'm the guy that can fix that rap. I got angles. You think there's a chance? There's more than a chance to cinch. Mickey, if you could get him out... I'd do anything you want, boy. I'd work for you the rest of my life. Forget it. I'm no slave owner. Hmm. Hey, what do you get out of it if Cain sprung? It would be like having your prayers answered for the first time.
6: And now we have our paradise songbird, Lucky Barry.
5: Get a load of Lucky, hmm? Ain't that a dress? I guess I'm the lucky one, huh? Hey, I'm talking to you, Johnny. What? Yeah, 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 she's marvelous. You're luckier than you know. Yeah? i got to leave now, Mickey. I want to write a letter to Cain. See you tomorrow.
2: Sure, sure.
9: May I never feel the falling rain If the love that I declare Isn't all that's right and fair May I never, may I never love again May I never see the blue of the sky Nor the moon and stars down lover's lane May I never live a day If I don't mean what I
4: say May I
9: never, may I never
4: love again Heart
9: when I'm with you I'm not a
4: foolish
9: pretender
4: sweetheart,
9: if you love me too all I possess I'd
4: surrender May
9: I never feel your tenderness. May you never take my
4: love
9: in vain You're the answer to my prayer But if your love isn't there May I never, may I never love again
5: Ah, that was swell, Lucky. Here, sit down.
7: I thought I saw Johnny here. Did he leave?
5: Yeah. Uh, You certainly do a lot of worrying about him. What goes between you two, anyway?
7: What would you like?
5: Nothing at all.
7: Well, that's what goes. Nothing at all.
3: Here you are, Kane. That's your visitor over there.
10: Thank you. I'll be back in a couple of minutes.
3: Hello, Dad. How are you, son? Got my letter? Yes, and I was more than glad to hear from him. You're looking well. Yeah, well, perhaps it's the diet and the regular hours. I'd forgotten what it was like to have an appetite. (laughs) Remember how I used to hate lima beans? Yeah. Well, I get them now. After a hard day's work, they taste like caviar. Yeah. Uh, Being in prison has its compensations. What have they got you doing now? Uh, I'm in the boiler plant. Now that I've got me some calluses, they tell me I'm in line to be promoted.
5: (laughs) Shop foreman. (laughs) I always knew that you'd make good.
3: (laughs) Tell me about yourself.
5: Me, Uh, nothing much to tell except that I guess I've taken your advice and grown up. Your friends helped me do that when I was looking for a job.
3: I'll bet I have more friends in here than I have on the outside. You probably have.
5: Have you got a job? Yeah. Doing what? Well, see.
2: Make it snappy, Kane.
5: I tell you, Dad, uh, I like to tell you my good news quickly. How'd you like to be paroled? parole? Yeah. But well, McLaughlin told me I'm not eligible this yet. This isn't McLaughlin. I've been working on it with some other friends of yours. Is there really a chance? A good one. If it comes off, you'll be out of here in a few weeks. Well, you're not joking. No.
3: I can take this place when I know I've got to stay, but to be... But the hope of getting out... Don't worry. Now, it's practically all
10: set. Sorry, Kane. I'll have to break it up.
3: All right. Goodbye, Dick.
10: Goodbye. Remember, it's okay. Come on. So long. See you soon. So long, Dick. Say, Kane. Mind if I give you some advice? No, no, go right ahead. You've got a good record here. You'll get plenty of time off for good behavior. Why don't you let nature take its course instead of playing around with a rat like that? What do you mean? You know what I mean. You were talking parole with Apollo, weren't you? Who's Apollo? Ah, don't try to kid me. Johnny Apollo, Mickey Dwyer's new front man. Oh, oh, no, you're making a mistake. No, I'm not. Didn't I see him with my own eyes coming in here with a Mick? No, but he's... He's as big a rat as Dwyer. Only a lot smoother. What's the matter, Kane? You're just sick or something? What's the matter with you? I. I want to go back to my cell.
5: But I was here just a week ago. I saw him then. Why
6: can't I see him now? I won't see you today. That's all I know. Now, listen, don't you give me that. I want to see Richard Kane. I'm his son. I told him that. Richard Kane says he has no son.
8: Come in, Lucky. What's on your mind?
7: Judge, I'm looking for Johnny. Did you see him?
8: Not since early this afternoon. Didn't you try his hotel?
7: Yeah. He was supposed to take me to dinner tonight, and he hasn't showed up yet. We were going to celebrate.
8: Oh, I'm afraid Johnny doesn't feel much like celebrating Lucky. He didn't have much to say, but I gathered that his stunt up at the prison fell through.
7: He didn't say where he'd be, did he?
8: No, but I've got a hunch... What is it? He bought a boat a couple of weeks ago. He was going to take Kane off on a cruise somewhere right after he sprung him. It's docked just off Eighth Street. You try him. Hey. Thanks.
4: Johnny, Johnny, is that you? Who is it? It's
7: me, Lucky. Can I come down there on the boat? You want to? If I slip, I'll probably drown if I don't break my neck. Hello.
5: Doing
7: here. Well, in case you forgot, we had a date for tonight.
5: You don't want a date with me, I'm no company. Hmm.
7: I don't know. When I was a kid, I always had a weakness for sailors.
5: And you've come to the wrong harbor. I'm selling this scar tomorrow.
7: Oh. I'm sorry your stunt didn't go through.
5: Oh, it went through, all right. Only Kane wouldn't play.
7: You mean you had it all fixed and he wouldn't come That's out? That's right. Oh, he must be nuts. Leave it at that. Johnny, what's this fellow Kane
5: Just a guy that prefers prison to me.
7: But if you I don't want to talk about it. All right, John. Say this boat is sort of wet. I didn't ask
5: you to come. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Come on below. I'll fix us a drink.
7: Now it's more like it's in magazines when a girl gets invited on a yacht.
5: Sit down. Make yourself comfortable.
7: You've got everything here, haven't you? Except a radio. You know, I was reading a story about a girl that got trapped on a yacht by a clubman, so she sent out an SOS on the radio. Well, her boyfriend happened to work for the Coast Guard, and he got there just in time to save her. (laughs) (laughs) All on account of the radio.
5: (laughs) Have you got a boyfriend on the Coast Guard? No. That's good enough for me. Come here.
7: Why did you do that? I practically asked you to kiss me once, and... You weren't having
4: it. I don't know. I did it because I...
5: I don't know. You have to have a reason for everything you do.
7: Sometimes it's better not to have. Johnny, what are you going to do now? Are you going to quit, Mickey?
5: No, no, not for a while. Anyway, you know, Mickey can teach me a lot of things that I want to know. And then, well, I figure I've got a future of my own. And when I say my own, I don't mean that there mightn't be enough for two.
7: Got a match? Oh, I forgot you use a lighter, don't you? You know, I noticed something else about that lighter one night. It's got initials on it. They're not J.A. That's right.
5: In case you're wondering, those initials belong to a guy that I used to know. A dumb kid. who Thought that he had a father, soft life, money, self-respect. All the other things that dopes think are worth having. Well, I don't envy him. I've got a lot more than he has.
7: What, for instance?
5: I've got that future I was talking about. With no strings on it. I've got you.
7: Pretty sure, aren't you, Johnny?
5: Am I right? Well.
7: I guess so. I guess anything you say to me is right.
4: Crime
6: wave sweep city. Citizens Committee demands investigation. The reform party moves to end vice. Crime wave expose. Mickey Toyer arrested.
8: Ricky Dwyer arrested. Well, that's too bad. Have a drink, Lucky?
7: Lay off, Judge, please.
8: Why? This is serious.
7: you got work to do. Oh,
8: the Mick's been in spots like this before. He'll be out on bail tomorrow.
7: Yeah, I'm not worried about the Mick.
8: Well, he who dances with the devil must pay someone. I forget who.
7: What do you mean by that?
8: I mean that Johnny's name is on a lot of checks, and they weren't made onto the community chest.
7: Since when is giving money a crime?
8: Since the new grand jury's been sworn in.
7: Judge judge what'll happen to johnny at this anymore?
8: oh he'll probably do about five years and acquire a taste for hard tack and chicory
7: i don't mean that i mean what'll what'll it do in, inside of him
8: i'm afraid to guess
7: he didn't know what he was doing the poor guy's half crazy he's been hurt and he's sick why should he be punished for that
8: of all things not to be born in this world is the best
7: if I could get my hands on the guy who first called me lucky. Oh, no, no.
8: It's all right for me to talk like that, but not for you. you you're young and beautiful. And you're in love.
7: Who says I'm in love?
8: You do Every time you open your mouth.
7: Judge, we got to find some way to help him. We've got to.
8: No, we can't help him. Only one man can. The man who heard him. His father. His father? Richard Cain.
7: Is there anything you don't
8: know? <laughs> I could figure that one out even when I was drunk. Cain becomes eligible for parole very soon. It shouldn't be very difficult to get them together.
7: How can we get them together if he's paroled and Johnny goes up?
8: Maybe Johnny doesn't go out. You mean
7: you think you can fix
8: it? I think so. Oh, Judge, if you could.
7: If you only could. All right,
8: now, all right, clear out of here. I'm going to be busy. Sure
7: night. I'll be around in
8: the morning. Oh, oh Lucky. Yeah. Uh, Lucky, uh, about Johnny. You're not getting into anything you might be sorry for, are you?
7: I just want to see him out of this racket with a chance to be decent again.
8: No. you don't have
7: to worry about me. I'm old enough to know when, when I'm not playing in my own league. Good night, Judge. <laughs>
1: In just a few moments, Mr. Demille and our stars Dorothy Lamour, Burgess Meredith, and Edward Arnold will return in Act Three of Johnny Apollo. Why, here's my young friend Sally. Say, Sally, that book you have there is almost as big as you are.
11: It's an atlas, Mr. Ruick. And uh, now that you've brought up the question, just where would you locate Penang, Madagascar, Zanzibar, the Comoros Now wait Mountains? a minute. Hold
1: on there, Sally. Hold on. I said goodbye to geography in the eighth grade.
11: I thought I did too, Mr. Ruick. But Lux Toilet Soap has certainly revived my interest in faraway places. Honestly, I never knew it took all that traveling to make the perfume they put in Lux soap.
1: Oh, that's what's on your mind. Why, well, sure, they do gather things from all over the world for the Lux Soap perfume. Thirty four different ingredients.
11: Ah, uh, now wait, Mr. Ruick, let me tell you. There's geranium oil from the French Islands of Reunion, patchouli oil from Java, Bois de Rose oil from Brazil, and my goodness, here's a tongue tripper langi lang, an oil distilled from the flowers of the cananga tree. And oh, lots more fascinating things.
1: Yes, sir. And you know, Sally, it takes a master perfumer to blend all those 34 ingredients into a single lovely odor.
11: Well, that perfume is one important reason why Lux Toilet Soap makes such a grand bath soap. I love the fragrance it leaves on my skin.
1: Well, here's one you may not know, Sally. Lots of smart women have written in to tell us that they use Lux Toilet Soap as a sachet. They just slip a few cakes in with their lingerie and handkerchiefs. They say it's an easy, inexpensive way to perfume their nice things.
11: Why, I've known that for ages, Mr. Ruick. Why do you think I buy Lux Toilet Soap half a dozen cakes at a time? So I always have two or three cakes handy to use for a sachet, of course. Why, Sally, how
1: could I misjudge such a true Lux Soap fan as you? Why, you're as much of a Lux Soap perfume lover as our Hollywood screen stars. They say they love the delicate perfume Lux Toilet Soap has. And let me say to women everywhere who enjoy fine things, the perfume used in Lux Toilet Soap is a truly fine and expensive blend of rare ingredients. Get some of this luxurious soap with a flower-like fragrance tomorrow. It costs very little. We pause now for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.
2: curtain rises on the third act of Johnny Apollo. Trying to help Johnny Apollo, Brennan turned evidence over to the district attorney's office. Evidence that would convict the gangster Dwyer and let Johnny Apollo go free. As Brennan returns to his office the same night, Dwyer is waiting for him.
5: I heard you made a deal, Judge. Did
8: you? I hear you offered to sell me out if they let Apollo off. Well, are you waiting for me to deny it? No, I'm not
6: waiting for anything. <laughs> Sit down, Apollo. You know who I am. I read the papers. You're the
5: big man who's going to clean up this town. Your pictures flatter you.
6: Apollo, we think Mickey Dwyer killed Brennan.
5: Now, that's an interesting theory. Why should he kill his best friend? If he didn't, who did? You're the
6: district attorney. You tell me. I suppose you don't know that Brennan was getting ready to sell Dwyer out.
5: I guess you didn't know Brennan.
6: And I suppose you weren't in on the same deal. Are you trying to be funny? All right, all right. Where was Dwyer between 11 and 11.15, 11. night before last? He was with me. The whole time? That's right. You'd swear to that? Certainly I'd swear to it. Ah, you're all alike. You'd swear your life away to alibi a rat like Dwyer. Now, look, Johnny, you don't want to go to jail, do you? You tell me the truth about Brennan's death and I'll drop my charges against you. Say the word and you're a free man. (laughs) That's funny. You know, all your press releases said that
5: you were a pretty smart guy. What do you mean? What makes you think I'd fall for a gag like that? If I'm going up, okay, I'm going up. But I'm not going to perjure myself so you can frame Dwyer. This is your last
6: chance. Are you going to play ball with Dwyer or with me? With
5: Dwyer. Now, you mustn't take it so to heart, baby. You'd be a good guy. You will be a good guy if you didn't take all that newspaper stuff about yourself so seriously. Get out of here. Get out! Okay, okay. See you in court. Now, here's the map of the whole prison. You getting this, Harry? Sure, sure. All right. Now, Johnny figures this is our best bet, and I think he's right. You see this hot event? Yeah. And it goes from the library to the main pipe that passes through the laundry. And the laundry's outside the walls. Now, that's where you'll be waiting with the truck. Get it? Okay, sure.
7: Hello? Playing games? Oh. Now for the prison. You must figure they got your coal, Mickey.
5: They have. They'll probably send me up for life. But as for staying up,
2: <laughs> that's different.
3: Well, if you ask me, you won't need to arrange no break. You'll beat this rap. I asked
5: you what's the rest of my life making little ones out of big ones.
7: It's the first time I ever heard of a guy arranging a break before he's convicted.
5: It has to be your first time for everything. Mickey! If you're through with those blueprints, I promise a guy I'd have them back in the morning. Get a little nervous. They're all through. Take them. Now, come here, Harry. I want to see you before you go. Okay, sure.
7: Johnny. Yeah? Are you in on this break? That's right. Don't you realize that a guy who makes a break, even if he gets away with it, is as good as in prison for life? He's always hiding and always waiting for them to catch up with him. It's not worth it, Johnny. You'll only get a short sentence if they send you up at all. With good behavior, you'll be out in two years. Then you'll be in the clear. Do your time and forget about this.
5: I don't figure to do any time. What's going on here?
7: Don't you think you've made enough trouble for him? Now you want to drag him into a jailbreak. You're going up for life. You need help to make your break so you talk him into it. Johnny, can't you see he's just using you? Nobody's
5: using me. I know what I'm doing. Thanks anyway, Lucky. See you tonight. Yeah, okay. All right, Lucky. Let's have it. You're stuck on that kid.
7: What if I am?
5: Shouldn't I be a little annoyed? You want to know why I'm not? Because he's got too much class to waste his time on a tramp like you. I know it's nothing serious. You'll come crawling back.
7: I don't think I will. Not after Brennan. Brennan? Do I look dumb? Brennan's going to try to get Johnny off, and the D.A. suddenly gets some new evidence on Mickey Dwyer. Brennan has bumped off. Is that a coincidence?
5: Was Johnny in on that deal?
7: No, but I was. You were. Yes, me. Why you double-crossing little? Go ahead and hit me again. You're a big, strong guy, aren't you?
5: You thinking of using your information?
7: Not in the way you think. But if I can find a way of using it to help Johnny Apollo, I'll use it
4: plenty. <laughs>
3: wire an Apollo sentence. Gang chief gets total of 25 years. Johnny Apollo, 5 to 10. 5 to 10 years.
8: Even line there, men.
3: Next.
5: Name, please. Hello. I see you've got a new job.
3: I thought I'd see you today. You're a trustee now, eh? Yes, for good behavior.
5: Name, please. Johnny Apollo. Your real name? I haven't any. Occupation. Embezzler. Second generation.
3: It's the policy here to keep the men usefully occupied. What would you like to do? Doesn't matter. As long as you don't put me here in this office. That's all right with me. Try the jute mill. Next. Thanks.
10: Where's your man, Miss Barry? Only five? Minutes.
7: Thank you. Mr. Kane?
3: Yes. I don't think I've had the pleasure.
7: I'm Lucky Barry. Friend of Johnny Apollo's.
3: I'm not interested in any of his friends.
7: Save that for Mickey Dwyer. When I say friend, I mean. I know his real name, Mr. Kane.
3: Do you? He seems to have forgotten it.
7: That's your fault. Mine? He didn't forget it. He put his soul in Hock to get you out of here. That's why he got in with Dwyer.
3: Are you asking me to believe that? I'm
7: not asking you to believe anything. But I happened to be there when he came down to see a lawyer that he thought could swing a parole for you. So he met the mick and he got in deeper. All the time, he never had a wrong thought in his head. He was only thinking about you. What kind of a father do you call yourself anyway?
3: All this is pretty hard to swallow.
7: If you really loved him, you'd swallow it, all right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. But Camp, perhaps I can make this easier for you if I tell you he means more to me than anything in the world.
7: That's all I wanted to know. Listen, is this place wired?
3: Well, there aren't very many secrets in prison, but this is a safer place as any.
7: Well, this isn't my secret, so keep it to yourself. There's going to be a jailbreak tonight, and he's in it. They're going out through the prison library at 6 o'clock. A break? That's right. He wouldn't be in it if he wasn't off his nut. You've got to stop him. He's going to make the break with Mickey Dwyer.
3: How deep is he in with Dwyer?
7: Plenty. He figures that Mick is his best friend because he never turned him down. What he doesn't know is that he had other friends. Brennan was one. The lawyer? He was killed by Mickey Dwyer because he was trying to help Johnny. Tell him that. Because it's the truth. No, no,
3: he wouldn't believe me. Make
7: him believe you. Act like you're his father for once.
3: Six o'clock. There isn't much time. There's
7: time enough to stop him. You've got to.
3: Miss Barry, before I do this, there's something I have a right to know. Why did you come here?
7: Because I... Because I think I love him even more than you do. I see. If he gets away with this break, he'll have to go into hiding, and I'll have him because I'll be willing to go and hide with him. If you stop him, you'll have him. I'll never see him again. So I'm telling you to stop him. Does that answer your question?
3: Yes. But there's no reason why you shouldn't see him again.
7: I'm leaving town. Where? As far as 20 bucks and a mink coat will take me. So long, Mr. King. Good luck with Johnny.
3: Thank you.
10: Just a minute, you guys. Where are you going, Dwyer? It's mess time, 6 o'clock. We know what time. I'm going to return these books to the library. Yeah? All right. Make it snappy.
5: Get in, Johnny,
3: quick. Hey. Hello, Mickey. Bring back some books. Yeah. You on duty here, Kane? That's right. I asked for it. Yeah? Well, why don't you quit? You're going to be late for chow. I don't feel hungry tonight. I get it. Well, you just sit there and relax, and you won't get hurt.
5: Now, that laundry shoots over this way, Johnny. Come
3: on. You're not going, Dick. Get out of my way. Please. No, I've done you plenty of harm, but this is one thing I can't let you do. Now, listen to me. I've listened to you once too often. Now, I may have been wrong before, but this time I know I'm right. If you go through with this, your life's finished. It's a little late to be worrying about that, isn't it's it? It's not too late, but it will be if you go. I can take it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop you if I get killed for it.
5: I thought I told you to relax. Now, get going, kid. I'm ready. Wait.
3: This man killed Brennan because he was trying to help you. Why don't you tell him, Mickey? You might get some of the same yourself. Now, on your way, Johnny, quick. He's not going with you. Who's going to stop him? I am.
5: Let go of that phone. Hello, hello.
3: Call it, I tell you. Me to the warden's office. I want.
5: You
6: shot him. If he's dead, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Take your hands off. Why, you dirty murderer? All right, Johnny, you're asking
5: for it, too. Mickey! Mickey, come on, quick! Okay, Harry. Oh, wait a minute. I'm leaving my gun for Johnny. Let him take the rap, the double course, and. there we are, Mickey. Mickey, come on! Uh,
6: try and make me. Oh! I got him. I got Mickey wire.
4: Dad. Dad.
0: Oh, forgive me. Forgive me.
6: I'll give you one more chance, Apollo. Why did you shoot Kane? I didn't shoot him. I didn't. Shoot come on, Johnny. Come on. It'll be a lot easier if we get the truth now. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. I didn't shoot. Listen, Johnny. Kane is still unconscious. If he dies without talking, we'll hang you higher than a kite. So why don't you come clean? Go in, Miss Barry. Hello, Warden. Nothing out of him yet. This girl wants to speak to him. Is this the man, Miss Barry?
7: Yes. Johnny, I heard what happened.
6: They say
5: that I shot him. He's died.
7: You didn't shoot him. I know that. Johnny, tell them who you are. Your real name.
5: Richard Kane Jr. What's that? He's my father. Well, why didn't you tell us? I tried to tell you. You wouldn't
6: listen. Hello, hello. Get me in the infirmary, Doctor Brown. If you're Kane's son, why did you shoot him? I
5: told you I didn't shoot him. I didn't. I didn't.
6: Hello, Doctor. Is Kane still unconscious? Hmm? Well, I've got to see him. You suppose you could bring him around hmm? long enough to make an identification to answer one question? All right, we'll be there right away. Come on, Johnny, we're going over to the hospital. Came him now, but
2: don't stay too long.
9: How is he, doctor? He has a chance,
6: about 50-50. Come on. Go ahead, Johnny.
7: He'll make it all right. I'll be waiting here.
8: Kane. Kane, do you hear
3: me? Yes. Listen, Kane, who shot you? Who was it? Uh, Mickey, Mickey Dwyer.
6: You're sure of that? Yes. Cain, Cain, try to open your eyes. Look at this man. Who is he, do you know? Dad. Who is he, Cain? Do you know him?
3: Yes, I, I know him. He's, he's my son. Dad.
10: her up, Ed. Well, goodbye, Johnny. Hope we won't be seeing you again. Thanks. Two years was
5: long enough. I'm on the outside now. I'm going to stay there.
10: Fine. Good luck. Good luck
5: to you.
9: Hey, yeah, son! Oh, hey. Dad! How are you, Dad? Oh, it's good seeing
5: you.
3: Oh, it's great to see you, son. Come on, I've got the car over there and we're going home.
5: All right, but look, I, I, I got to stop off somewhere. You know, I, I got to look for someone. Yes,
3: I know. I found her for you. She's she's waiting for you in the car. She is? Yeah, you go ahead, son. My, my shoelace needs tying.
4: <laughs>
5: Thanks, Dad. Hello, Lucky. Hello. I was afraid that you'd run out of me.
7: I couldn't do that. I tried, but I couldn't.
5: Don't you ever try again. You hear me?
7: Remember that, Robin? I saw one this morning. I made a wish.
5: I did, too. And this time... it was about a girl.
2: The falls on Johnny Apollo. Your applause calls our stars back to the footlights. Edward Arnold, Dorothy L'Amour, and Burgess Meredith. Here they are.
3: Thank you, C.B. As you always do,
5: you made this week a pleasure.
7: <laughs> I don't suppose it's polite to go looking for another invitation, but I, I hope you'll ask us back again soon.
5: Well, now, I'm kind of a stranger around here, but that goes for me, too.
2: <laughs> well, as we say over on the Paramount lot, Burgess, it, it's in the bag.
5: Say okay, Now, speaking of the Paramount lot, reminds me the first time I saw you, sir. I certainly was impressed. It was while we were making second chorus. And one day I saw about eight or ten people come out of the commissary and start off across the lot. Three or four were taking notes, some of them were arguing a mile a minute, one of them was still eating dessert. And I heard a guy tell some, some sightseers that it was Cecil B. DeMille and his staff working on a script.
7: <laughs> well, the first time I saw him go back to his office after lunch, Burgess, I thought it was a fire. <laughs> Eddie,
2: I appeal to you.
3: <laughs> well, it may not look like a fire, C.B., but you don't waste any time. <laughs>
7: and I'm not going to waste any time either, Mr. DeMille, in saying a good word for the Lux Radio Theater and for the product behind it, Lux Soap. I think it's grand. I've used Lux Soap Active Lather Facials for a long time myself. And I like them better than any other complexion care I've ever
2: had. Well, we've always known that about Lux Soap, Dorothy. But those words of praise from you are music to my ears.
3: See <laughs> me. Watch the bill here in this theater next week.
2: Next Monday night, Eddie, the play is The Whole Town's Talking. And I'm quite sure that the whole country will be talking about our cast. Because our stars, hold on to your hat now, are... Fibber McGee and Molly. It's a story about a rather mild individual who looks exactly like a famous public enemy. Naturally, that causes him no end of trouble. But with Fibber McGee and Molly bringing us the story next week, there's no end to the entertainment that's in store for us.
5: That sounds like a big night, Mister Demille. I'll be listening. Good night. Good night, Good night.
2: Good night. good night. You three are certainly good company. Our sponsors, the makers of Lux toilet soap, join me in inviting you to be with us again next Monday night, when the Lux Radio Theater presents Fibber McGee and Molly in The Whole Town's Talking. This is Cecil B. DeMille saying good night to you from Hollywood.
1: Dorothy L'Amour will soon be seen on the screen in Paramount's Road to Zanzibar, in which he co-stars with Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. Edward Arnold was heard tonight through the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer and will soon be seen in the new universal picture, Lady from Cheyenne. Burgess Meredith's forthcoming picture is the Ernst Lubitsch production, That Uncertain Feeling, to be released by United Artists. Heard in tonight's play were Warren Ash as Mickey Dwyer Hans Conrad as McBrennan, Lou Merrill as McLaughlin, Earl Ross as prison trustee, Arthur Q. Bryan as district attorney, Richard Beach and Charles Seal as prison guards, Griff Barnett as judge, Edwin Max as Harry, Ted Bliss as Bates, and Janet Waldo as secretary. Our music is directed by Louis Silvers, and your announcer has been Melville Ruick.